Get ready. Three, two, one, zero. You are listening to the Fantasy Joe's Podcast. Fantasy Joe's Podcast. Your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Ryan Livergood, Trey Barrett, and Will Greenwood. Fantasy Joe's Podcast. We are the Fantasy Joes. We are here, finally, coming at you on the weekend. Um, I'm Ryan Livergood, and joining me this evening are Trey Barrett and, and Will Greenwood. We all had work commitments this week. Me, I had something on Tuesday. Trey had something Wednesday. Will, Thursday. We're, we've been busy this week, but we're here, guys. We finally made it. How do you feel after a long week? Trey, you had a long week at work, and you're getting some snow tonight, right? Yeah, man. I tell you well, it's been a busy week, a little bit crazy. I'm a little tired, but uh, nothing uh, except for my work can get in the way of recording some fantasy football. And I'm pretty excited. This is kind of the first time, other than the early Lost Pilot episodes, where we're just kind of recording a little bit off the cuff. We're just going to be shooting the breeze, and uh, I'm looking forward to chatting some fantasy football. Playoffs! Just just relax in maxing and relaxing with the joes these are all great potential uh, names for the episode you, you if you're listening you know what it is max and relaxing <laughs> off the cuffs uh will how was your week what what do you think you excited about tonight very excited about tonight this this recording the week is a mixed bag had a busy week i uh, had to do a little bit of traveling it was uh overall not the most uh ideal schedule in the world but uh you know what i'm just excited to be here and that we're going to do one off the cuff because I think we've got some good subjects to talk about, some good players, and uh, our best commentary has sometimes been left off the airwaves. So you, so, so get, you know, buckle up for the fantasy shows on Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Whenever well, I mean, yeah, fr- Friday recording, Friday recording. <laughs> having you know, having you know the my typical uh, Insight Brewery. Uh, it's called Banshee Cutter. It's the coffee uh, lager made by them. So. I should get more excited as the podcast goes on. Excellent. Um, and it was an exciting week uh, this week, especially because uh, a guy named Josh Gordon has returned to the NFL, triumphant return. And we're starting off our uh, segment, our Fantasy Joe's Moment of the Week, and we're, we're uh, calling it uh, the Josh Gordon Moment of the Week after Josh Gordon. Not that he had the, the best day in fantasy, but quite impressive for a guy we haven't seen for, for a long time. So – Will, what was your Josh Gordon moment of the week? Uh, so to, I'm going to go un-fantasy-related, unscripted at the beginning. Then we had our first like big, nasty like snowstorm with ice on the roads here, and me and my Subaru Legacy, like my family car, uh, went out there and crushed it and had no issues on the roads whatsoever. So I was very proud of my choice of driving that. <laughs> and then, uh, then one fantasy league, I, I, you know, I, I sealed up the guaranteed top seed. And it's not that – it's just, it just it takes a little bit of luck to be the top seed in a, in a competitive league that you're in. And so it just feels kind of good when you have that going into the playoffs. I don't get a buy because it's 10-team, four, you know, four-player playoff. But uh, the other one is I have, a, I have a PPR. I call it the dumpster dive team when I talk about it to people because it's one where I went all in on the auction for Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson and figured I'd fill in with these other, you know, wide receiver twos or threes because my fantasy knowledge was so immense at the, at the time. And it was my first auction I did of the year and the team sort of horrible, uh, but I'm the five seed now in the playoffs. And I also picked up geo uh, off waivers for free, which I was shocked because I ran out of fab like two weeks ago. 
Nice. It's always great when you can do that. You know, I, in a league or empire league that, that I'm in with Will, I picked up Alex Collins, you know, for, you know, I was out of fab early in the year. So it's always great when you can just pick up somebody for free and they turn out to be fantasy viable. It's always a great feeling. It's like those uh, little treats, those little treats you get in the middle of the year that you don't necessarily expect. You expect somebody's going to put some fab on them. Uh, and then, and then you wake up and you have that person. You're like, Oh, nice. Yeah. And I'm, I'm starting him this week in my league. That's how desperate I am in that league. So <laughs> come on, Alex, do it for me. Hashtag, hashtag beats the heel. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's our league where if our, um, our league mate Sahil wins, hello, if you're listening to Sahil, um, he will empire. So two years in a row, the league resets. We'll have to draft again, but that's not going to happen. Cause I'm going to come back and beat him this week. I think if I got the lead, but he's projected to win. Anyway, Trey, what's your Josh Gordon moment of the week? Uh, my Josh Gordon moment of the week really is just kind of a general uh, excitement about the playoffs. The fantasy playoffs are here. This is why we do what we do. This is, you know, that the glory, the run for a title, um, maybe a cash prize, but ultimately it's really just about the title. All of the moves we make all off season, the, the trading, the negotiating, the trying to figure out who's going to break out, who's going to rebound. You're, you're selling this player, you're buying that player. It happens year round. As you guys know, you know, I'm just all in on dynasty. And so um not going to gloat and talk about how many teams I have in the playoffs and how many first round buys that I have. Uh, but I'm super excited to be um, looking at playoffs in quite a few leagues this year. And it's, uh, it's, it's the home stretch. This is, this is why we uh, put in the time we do for uh, the dynasty fantasy football. Uh, I'm also not going to talk about all the first round buys that I have because there aren't any. Well, I guess say Trey's a better man than me because I was going to gloat a little bit. Um, I, I, down, I was going to talk about my my Josh <laughs> Gordon. Okay. Uh, no, I, I won't. I won't go on. But but I did really well. Um, uh, you know, so I I basically qualified for. I'm in several leagues and I made the playoffs in, in the vast majority of them. And the ones I didn't, I with with one I had a fighting chance last week, and the other ones I didn't really expect to with the teams I had. So that that's what I put down as my moment of the week. I'm just excited the playoffs are here and uh, that my teams are doing well. And, you know, for those of you that, that don't have a lot of playoff teams, um, maybe that's by design. Maybe you're playing for the future. But one of the things that we're going to do this summer is not only every week come out with new episodes, but we're actually going can – I, can I let this out of the bag? We're going to write an ebook that you can have for free. All you got to do is sign up for um, – you know, give us your email, and we're going to have a little uh, casual e-newsletter. So that book is going to be – uh, f- uh, filled with tips, tricks, strategies for you to be successful at, at, at Dynasty. So we're excited about that. Uh, some more to come on that. Um, but let's talk about letdowns. Um, and we're naming this, uh, this uh, our letdown of the week, the Mike Evans letdown of the week. There were a lot of possibilities here. Kareem Hunt, as usual, could have been on this list as for our letdown. <laughs> but Mike Evans had a great matchup and just didn't, uh, just didn't show up, really. So it's, it's named after him. So, Will, Mike Evans, moment of the week. Uh, I I traded for Mike Evans in one of the dynasty leagues that we're all in uh, and gave him a couple first round picks and things like that. I'm still stoked about it, but missed the playoffs because of that move because he's terrible uh, lately. But uh, not not to go too much on a tangent on that one. Uh, The the first worst thing is that they had like a fantasy meetup in Minneapolis and I didn't hear anything about it until I was listening to the the dynasty trade calculator podcast this week. They talked about how fun it was. And it's literally, I mean, I didn't hear what bar. They didn't mention what bar they went to, but I'm assuming it's within three miles from my house. Uh, so that was really disappointing to miss that. And 
I think that by far that's the, the biggest letdown of the week for me. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a bummer. But I, but they said in the same the the Dynasty Tradecast, which we were both. Uh, I think all of us are, are fans of that. They're going to do it again. I, I know like uh, guys like Nick Whalen, they, he drove up from, from Madison, Wisconsin. So yeah, hopefully they do that again. And I, I'd love to attend myself. I would, I would drive up, fly up and hopefully crash on uh, uh, Will's couch. If you'd let me. Um, so we have a, we have an air mattress that self inflates. So. That, beautiful. Beautiful. Poppy's going to give you a little early, early morning wake-up call, so you're going to have some duties. But. Can't be any worse than my, my two-year-old waking me up at 5 a.m. Don't worry about it. Uh, Trey, what, uh, um, what's your Mike Evans letdown of the week? Well, <clears throat> my Mike Evans letdown of the week is uh, I had a little bit of excitement in my league of ballers, which you two fine gentlemen are in. And uh, team started out 0-5 and then 1-6 and finished off with a six-game winning streak to uh, make the playoffs the five seed. And I'm um, going up against uh, one Will Greenwood in the playoffs. But last week, I uh, very unfortunately lost my only other quarterback than Phillip Rivers and Tyrod Taylor will be unavailable for this week's game. And uh, also Joe Mixon, who I feel like was kind of starting to come on. So – I'm currently heading into my matchup with Will, uh, down a quarterback and down uh, probably my best running back. So I uh, am still hopeful. Maybe I get a little bit lucky. Um, I think that it's going to be a pretty close matchup. May the best man win. Uh, <laughs> but I was very disappointed. I, I would have, you know, I, I mean, we've we've both. I know he's down some guys to injury. So it, you know, it's not like I'm the only team that's hobbled in this playoff. Uh, run but it was just disappointing after finishing off so strong and then uh, losing two guys right before that well and you're missing juju i think that's that's another potential starter that could be yeah yeah no doubt i mean it's not like my team's a powerhouse uh, but i I mean i do feel like i have the advantage but i feel like it's just one of those it's such a fantasy football thing where like you'll end up having the top score of the week somehow uh, because a few players go off, and the variance in fantasy just kind of shows its, its face, and that's what makes it fun. And that's why you yeah. – I mean, I feel like that's what – that gives me the excitement about it because, I mean, on, on, even if on paper you're, you're supposed to win, it, it basically never happens as it's written. Yeah. Oh, yeah, easily. It could easily happen. It'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah I think Trey is for us. He's like, it'll be fun in your first. That was it. That's all I had to say is it's going to be a fun time. Yeah. No, that, that it will be an interesting matchup, and uh, well, I think you're projected, you know, by going to win by like seven points or something. So yeah, it'll be tight. It'll be good. Um, I, for, in terms of my letdown, so the, one of my teams that I was competitive or I missed the playoffs were uh, Trey and I are in, in the the No Name League. Nathan Powell runs that league, and it's this league where all of us have these affiliations with either um, a college conference or um, an, a, um, an NFL uh, um, division. And um, I, I have the field in, in college. And long story short, that's one of my teams where I knew all year that I was kind of like borderline. And, and I've got a lot of uh, rookie cash for the future. So I, I think in the future I'm okay. But I, I probably – we talked about this on the show before where sometimes you have a team and you need to make a decision. Okay, am I going to go for it now or am I going to look to the future? And I, I really didn't make too many moves in that league and I, and I kind of regret it. Like either I should have – tried a little harder to get into the playoffs or I should have, um, 
um, you know, just, just traded some, some assets. So I think that's one of my leagues where I'm going to look and learn a lot this year where I, I could have done more. Cause I knew my team was kind of middle of the pack that it wasn't amazing, that it wasn't horrible. And I didn't really do much about it. And that's not, not what you want to do in dynasty. That's not a good place to be. You gotta, you gotta go one way or the other and, and just stick with it. So that was my letdown. Cause I didn't make the playoffs. I was like, ah, if I could have made a move or two, I could have been in the playoffs or I could have made myself, but you know, picked up some rookie cash or something. So eh, live and learn. Right. Yeah, and one of the biggest mistakes to, to relate to that is uh, I, I, I went and traded for Doug Martin in a couple of leagues, thinking that he would at least like pick it back up and the Tampa Bay offense wasn't going to be that terrible. And he cost me two playoff spots in two dynasty leagues. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, I guess uh, mistakes on me for, for trusting Doug Martin. Yeah, I had Doug Martin in that league too. <laughs> one of my problems. And, and I had Kareem Hunt, who d- didn't give the me mus- anything. The muscle disappointment. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, also guys like Isaiah Crowell, who really didn't do much this year. Um, yeah. So I had some, I had some like disappointing players in general on the, on that team that really hurt me. Garcon went down who I expected to contribute. Uh, oh, Richard Matthews, who, uh, you know, the, just has kind of disappeared lately or he's been injured and he hasn't disappeared. He's played when he's played, he's played well. So anyway, guys, that's, that's the, our, our, our moments, moment of the week and legend of the week. And now we're going to move into, this uncharted territory, at least in terms of recording. And that's going to be our, uh, oh, I don't know what we're going to call this fantasy Joe's unfiltered Joe's unscripted. <laughs> we're just gonna have a conversation, whatever comes to our mind about, about, uh, about, you know, dynasty football. And guys, I want to ask you a question just to get the conversation started. And, and this was, uh, not that I want to take material from another podcast, but they were talking about the, at, on the DTC podcast about, like Alvin Kamara versus the 101 in value. I just want to talk about Alvin Kamara. I was listening to that. Yeah, what do you guys think of in terms of his value? What do you do with him? Because is he getting to the point where, and this has been discussed in other podcasts, but I, I want to get your takes on it just to kind of get our, our casual conversation started. What do you do with, with, with um, uh, Alvin Kamara? Because cause he is super efficient right now. He's due for regression. I mean, clearly he's still going to be a great fantasy asset, but where does he settle in? I want to know what Trey thinks because Trey I, going into the season was definitely highest on, 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 uh, uh, AK. Yeah. Should be number AK. 47, but it's only AK. 41. So what, what do you think, Trey? What, what are your thoughts? It should be AK 47. That would be like just perfect. Perfect. Was Andre Karolinko, uh, in the NBA for the Utah jazz was AK 47 <laughs> and he was Russian. Uh, One of my favorite players back in the day. All we need to do, though, is take that 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 one because he's forty one, right? All we got to do is take that yeah. one and put like a line in the middle, and that's an international seven. So I say we start calling him AK forty international seven. That's fine. <laughs> All right, I'm in. I think for me, um, you know, uh, Alvin Kamara is a guy that I own in several uh, um, leagues. I tried to buy him in a couple leagues, and um, even felt like I was uh, offering a little bit of an overpay and um, could not buy him. So, you know, he's probably a guy right now, if, if I mean, if, if you made me choose between Alvin Kamara and the 101 right now, it would be really hard for me not to take Alvin Kamara. And it's not because I think that Alvin Kamara is um, f- far and away better than Saquon Barkley or anyone else in the rookie class um, of 2018. It's that we're seeing him on the field doing it right now. And so value-wise, um, I mean, I think that his value is, has skyrocketed. 
And I don't think that there's really anything that's going to happen between now and the end of the year that's going to hurt his value. Whereas, and, and we know the draft picks uh, increase in value leading all the way up to the draft. It would be a really hard choice for me. I am feeling like maybe overall the dynasty community is putting a little, is turning Saquon Barkley into this superstar and he's never played a snap on the NFL field. So I, I'm, I'm not saying Saquon Barkley is not talented, but man, we don't even know where he's going to be playing. So before we anoint him as this top eight dynasty asset, like let's at least see where he's going to play and, and see where he's drafted in the NFL draft and, and see him on the field first. And, and I think that, you know, the opportunity for Kamara next year to increase the volume um, that he's getting this year, I think is there. We saw the other night, I mean, guy scored four fantasy points in a half point PPR setting in the first drive. They're using him like crazy. So I, I love Kamara. He's, he's a guy I wish I had more shares of. So I, I think it, Kamara is like a great like pivot point because the most he has I don't you know he has to be like one of the most efficient players in the NFL fantasy wise for what he's doing and every time you watch him he just looks like a stud he breaks the tackles he bobbles a catch that turns into a touchdown because he bobbled it he has like all these like uh, intangible skills that almost seem lucky but it's only lucky if it happens a couple times it, it's no longer luck if it happens every single game. And he's one of the guys that, like, uh, I, I just wish I had more, more of. I, I picked him up off waivers. I think dropped him probably, like, week three for some teams that I needed to get other players. And biggest mistake of the year for me. Uh, but in Dynasty, I think he's hard because is it, is it the same system? Does Ingram come back? There's a lot of variables. And I don't – Barkley's – we can go into that conversation uh, as well. But I think if somebody was willing, they're like, hey, I'll give you the 101 plus a little bit. I'd, I'd have a really hard time not taking that unless, unless my team is built to run, make a run for the championship next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys. It's, it's uh, when you watch, watch AK 40 international seven, as I want to call him now. I, I mean, he's, he's just <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he's it's like, he, he, he's so good and he just makes so many plays and, and I'm with you with Barkley. And, and I'm a guy that, you know, just because I watch so much football on Sunday, you know, I, I'm a family guy and I got two small kids that I just, I love college football, but I, I kind of made the sacrifice to like not, you know, not follow it as closely as I used to because I need to spend time with my family on the weekends at some point. Um, so I, I have not seen, you know, uh, Barkley as much as, as I would, would you know, have, have liked at this point, but, but he's been impressive, but I'm, I'm with Trey. I just feel like, yeah, the, the, the hype around him is, is really unbelievable and and it'll be interesting to see how it settles out to see um what happens at the combine i know dalvin cook kind of taught us that no matter what what happens at the combine you want to take it with a grain of salt but i do, i personally generally speaking i do think there's some measurables at the combine that you do want to pay attention to just because um dalvin cook uh you know had a bad three cone i think it's worth looking at the three cone i think that's 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 some valuable data to look at personally um and I, and I think, yeah, I, I just, yeah, no, I mean, we know, and you know what you've got, and, you know, I think worst case scenario, I think Alvin Kamara is, uh, uh, you know, uh, high end RB two worst case scenario. Um, so it's hard to, to give that up for a guy that could be going to a really horrible situation. So I, yeah. I, I think I'm with you yeah. guys. Let I'm me give you guys some context here, like in a full PPR setting, 
Alma Kamara in full PPR scored 247 points this season. Le'Veon Bell, who I think nobody would argue is the best running back in the NFL, both for the NFL and for fantasy, has only scored 6.9 points more. And I bet if you went through and looked that Le'Veon Bell probably has almost double the touches of Alvin Kamara. In full PPR, Alvin Kamara is the seventh leading scorer across all positions. Antonio Brown, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, and the top three quarterbacks, which I think are Smith, Wentz, and Wilson are the only guys that have outscored him. I mean, he is an elite company, and he's touching the ball, I think, an average of less than 15 times a game. So, you, you know, it's just amazing what he's doing in that offense. He's, it's picture perfect, that offense. I mean, the, the, the landing spot could not have been better for him. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes in startups in the offseason and auctions and startups at the beginning of next year. Um, I anticipate in redraft next season he'll be a uh, first-round pick, no question. I don't know if we ever talked about this, but do you guys um, ever get on the the dynasty uh, like on Reddit? They've got that that uh, what do you? I, I, I'm not a. I mean, I, I kind of a lurker and I post on there. But um, what, what do they call those sub? This is how old I am. I'm in my 40s, so please forgive me, listeners. They call those subreddits, right? Where they have different categories of. <laughs> is that right? How me? I'm in my 40s. I don't understand the internet. <laughs> uh, but but there's that dynasty ff uh what i call discussion forum but um and there was this uh there's this discussion right now um you know 101 owners what will it take and i and i asked this question i'm dynasty librarian there if you're wondering um and what about chimera for the 101 too much too little just right and most people agreed that that was too much for the 101 there were some people that thought it wasn't enough for barclay so i think it is this interesting debate um, and, and, you know, it's, it's interesting to think about if you're, uh, you know, however you feel about it. So if you, if you really want the 101 and you, ha- you have Camara, you might be able to get the 101 and, and, and vice versa. If you got the 101, you might be able to get, you know, it, it cuts both ways. So I think it's an interesting discussion. Well, and if you look at years past, and I'm, and I'm pulling it up kind of as we speak. So from week four on, because the first three weeks when they had Adrian, Adrian Peterson, and that, that was just kind of like a mess of a backfield. So from week starting in week four, so if you take the first three weeks out, Alvin Kamara is the second scorer in a half point PPR setting and a four point per touchdown passing behind Russell Wilson. Uh, and then the next is Le'Veon Bell, but Kamara has, uh, I mean, it's like, it's like six or seven more points at that point, but he's been the best fantasy asset uh, this year so far. And so I was pulling it up to see, so, so what did David Johnson do last year? So, you're, so he's at like 24 points per game from then on out when he's at actually had a bigger impact on the team. So when he has, has been there, uh, I just want to see what David Johnson's. I don't remember off the top of my head what his points per game were last year. And it was 20.4 was his average from week one. We'll, we'll switch it to 16 real quick. Hold on. Hang on with me here. This is Fantasy Joe's Unfiltered. This is what you get, people. That's right. Yeah, but this is like uh, edge of your seat. What was it? David Johnson averaged twenty-one point four points from weeks yeah. one to sixteen last year. Wow! And you you would have easily traded David Johnson for the one-on-one this year, I, I assume. Uh, and this year, uh, Alvin Kamara weeks four through thirteen is averaging twenty-one point three points. So uh, he is slightly above that. You no, know, actually, one below. Sorry, twenty-one point four to twenty-one point three. And yeah. so is that, is that, is that the bar? Is that what you're looking at? You know, is that he's on this offense, you know, Drew Brees at least has one year left in him, I can assume. And it's a running back and he's a, he's a league winner. 
uh, if as long as he performs what he should do. Yeah, he's got to come back from this concussion concussion strong. And I don't know if remember, I think it was on the air. I don't know. I'm going to toot my own horn because I'm getting lambasted by you two fine gentlemen in the hot take race for the year. Um, but I remember – You're coming back. I remember – I think it might have been the episode where we talked with Scott Fish, but at the end or toward the end of the episode, one of my closing comments was that I, it would not surprise me if Alvin Kamara was the number one rookie – running back in full PPR scoring format. And uh, I remember saying it and then being kind of like, man, that, that's a little crazy. Then, of course, Kareem Hunt took off, and you're like, well, that, there goes that take. Uh, but now, it, I mean, I think he's 40 points ahead of Kareem. I mean, there, it's almost a, a given that he's going to end up being the number one PPR rookie running back, um, which is just crazy. Yeah, it's probably not going to be close. Like, no. Uh, it, it's the it's the dynasty knee jerk reaction that yeah I, I mean I fall victim to that all the time where you see somebody you know have a sample size of like three or four games that they're just crushing it and you watch them and they look good and they have all these things and it just is so funny I feel like it's one of the humbling things about watching the NFL and not being an insider is it just uh you know you know things change so quickly yeah it's it's kind of like Dak this year because I think there was a point where Dak. You know, when when he was really hot, people were like, oh, Dak, he's a, you know, top five, uh, you know, dynasty QB asset. And now I think if you ask people, what do you think of Dak? I think that that assessment has changed a little bit. And I'm not sure how I feel about Dak, um, you know, because he's been exposed where if he doesn't have the protection he does and he doesn't have Zeke in the backfield, that he is not necessarily this this guy that can carry you like Russell Wilson. So, I mean, I think I think that's that's a perfect example. Yeah, we get we get into these these small sample sizes and then we, we, you know, make this projection and then it changes so quickly. And like, wasn't, um, uh, you know, guy, a guy like Blake Bortles, for example, a couple of years ago, I don't know where he was ranked in, in dynasty rankings, but he was higher than he, he is now. Right. I mean, just, it, it does change so quickly. It's so, so it was like a top seven or top eight quarterback. I don't know if that's where he was ranked. That's where his scoring was. But, and you know, when you mentioned Dak, I tell you, that's a guy who's going to be an off season by candidate. Because, I, he, yes, he has struggled a little bit without Zeke being there. Um, but it's not just Zeke. You know, there's some offensive line changes. There's, you know, a lot of just dyssynchrony with that entire team. Um, but you know what? Moving forward, I expect Dak Prescott to play with Ezekiel Elliott for the next several years. And so I think that Dak Prescott is a guy, uh, you know, honestly, uh, unless – you're a DAC owner in the league that I'm in with you, then you can just shut off the recording right now. But I, I mean, I <laughs> sincerely, I sincerely hope Dak looks terrible the rest of the season because in the off season, I'm going to go in every super flex league that I'm in and I'm going to try and buy him because I think there are owners that are going to just be incredibly burned. We know that uh, dynasty owners have an incredibly short memory. And uh, I think that uh, Dak Prescott could – I'm not saying I think he's a top-five dynasty quarterback, but I think he's much better than he's performed this year. Well, think about it in a, in a super flex league. Dak Prescott probably led your team to the playoffs early in the season. He was crushing it. He was, he was lighting up the scoreboard. And then now that he's, he's, you're suffering, and you probably you, – you know, maybe you're not the one seed anymore if that's your second and only quarterback. But you, now you have this sour taste in your mouth because you might be knocked out in the first round if he doesn't have a good game this week or next week, and that's like the perfect buy time. You're talking about three games for a guy who's in his second year in the NFL. 
on a team that has one wide receiver. I mean, that plus Cole Beasley uh, and their running game and their metrics and the way it goes like that uh, with, with everything they're doing there. It's just, it's just that is not all that factors into how a quarterback performs. Uh, and, and he's just been so solid. And then finally, he shows a little like you know, a little uh, you know, a little scar in the armor, and everybody's like up in arms about what they're doing. And yeah, you know, it'd be like a perfect buy time. What What do you guys think about Mariota? And Jameis Winston, you know, talk about guy. If we're talking about Dak Prescott as a guy that you can buy low, I mean, these were guys coming to the year where it's like, okay, these are two up and coming QBs. So do we still believe that or are recency bias? Does it have a suede against picking them up? Because remember Mariota was like, Oh, they, they just got, just got Corey Davis and then offense is ascending. And, you know, and, and Jameis looks like he's, I know he's been out a lot of the year, but man, he looks probably worse you know as bad as he has he's still turning over the ball he's so young though i even sent out that message to you guys that he's a year younger than carson wentz yeah i get that he's been in the nfl a little bit longer but he's just gonna turn i mean he's he's turning 24 and i just remember being from 23 to 24 and you're just not that smart <laughs> you no, just think you're smarter than what you are so hopefully he matures and gets some good guidance and, and becomes better but man yeah, I think they're both going to be buys. I mean, I think that they're the one thing I think that this season has done is it's increased the crop of quarterbacks that you're excited to own in dynasty from maybe five, six guys to, you know, close to double digits now. I mean, there's just so many with these young guys. I mean, you've got um, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, all three of those guys. I don't think anybody was really – super excited to own at the beginning of the season and now you know they're uh all up there i mean you know all three of those guys i mentioned are right up there with the the prescotts and mariotas and uh winston's of the world as far as dynasties concerned so i think that you um those i think all those guys that are really having down years this year i think the bucks are going to get a new coaching staff and there's no question that they're going to want to bring in someone that can build around Jameis. I mean, he was the number one overall pick. And I think that um, you're going to continue to see Mariota grow. I know that they're really committed to run the ball there. Uh, free Derrick Henry, by the way. Absolutely, please. Oh, frustrating. Hey, you guys remember when we were talking about Derrick Henry versus Devontae Parker? I think I was the only person that took Derrick Henry. Mm. Remember those good old days? With Mike, Mike the <laughs> Hitman right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do, I do remember that. Yeah, um, did I did I take? I didn't take Henry. I took Parker too. I think I was only took Henry, but I, I was I was moderating. I don't think I t- I don't think I chose a side. Of course, I was <laughs> just I was in the middle. <laughs> well, Parker, God, talk about a guy. You know, totally oh. jumping from different uh, subjects because yeah, like, put- I, I, like going like the I'm sorry, just the like the uh, lost episodes from the from the preseason we didn't record. Um, you know, I kind of talked about how he made me nervous because of his worth ethic and, and all these other things. But then he, he got bounced back then early on in the year. You saw some potential from him. And then now he's just, it's like the same, same story, right? He injuries and um, just disappointing. So I don't know. I've, uh, Trey, I'm curious. Cause you, you were big on Parker. Uh, do you, have you given up on him? I mean, do you, do you, I mean, like, how do you value him? Well, I don't know at this point. He's a guy that makes me nervous. The shares that I own of him, I won't sell because nobody's going to be coming and giving up a ransom for Devontae Parker. Um, and, and honestly, if there's people in Dynasty Leagues that have soured on him and I can steal him away, 
they, they've kind of given up on him. I, I'll still take a chance. He's still a first-round talent. I think that it's going to be very telling. This can be a pretty pivotal offseason for that team. You know, they, they got rid of Ajayi. Um, Jarvis Landry's a free agent. So it's, are, are they going to bring back Landry? What are they going to do at quarterback? Are they going to turn the reins back to Ryan Tannehill? Or are they just going to blow this thing up? Is Adam Gaze going to be back? I mean, there, there's a lot of question marks surrounding that team. Um, so I'm not completely giving up on him. Um, I'm uh, beginning to fear that, you know, our hopes for him to be a top 12, top 15 uh, dynasty wide receiver may have been a little bit um, too optimistic. But at the same time, he could very easily – I mean, he's talented enough to score double-digit touchdowns with his size and physicality if he's targeted. And I think that, you know, he could settle into that, you know, 15 to 30 range as a dynasty wide receiver much more easily. So I don't know, though. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty bummed because I really thought this was going to be his year, especially those first few weeks. He looked, looked good and was, was really producing. It's that organization – just the Dolphins, man. Like, what's what's that going to happen next year? Tannehill's going to come back, and they're going to he's going to be the the improvement for Devontae Parker. I want Jarvis Landry to go to the Falcons. Toss that out there. I think Jarvis Landry should go to Ryan Chicago Bears. That, that's absolutely right. That's what I was. Or to the Bears. Oh, I think so... that the Bears. I think that the Bears should go get Allen Robinson and Jarvis Landry. I mean. The, 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 Those two guys great. would complement uh, each other well. They're, I mean, but they need they need an offensive, you know, they, uh, coordinator and, and new coaching staff that can actually utilize yeah. those weapons. I mean, it's bad in Chicago, guys. And I, I you know, um, Ryan Pace, their GM. I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I, I, you know, he's been on the job for three years, and not to go on because I, I talk about the Bears all day and um, how depressing it is. But the, man, and he's not going to go anywhere. They like him, uh, Ryan Pace, but but John Fox will go someplace, and they need to. They need to shake things up. I mean, this is the, the Bears have the Bears haven't been in the playoffs since Levy Smith was their coach. Okay, since mm-hmm. Levy Smith was their coach, he has been head coach at Tampa and, and head coach at the University of Illinois right now. Um, that's a long time, guys, since the Bears have been in the playoffs. And and, and for a franchise like the like the Chicago Bears, it's just not it's just unacceptable. You know, I mean, they're they're just I mean, they're gonna have three wins again. It's crazy. They lost to the the Forty ers at home. I, I mean. Mm. Yeah, with the Jimmy Garoppolo hype, who didn't even throw a touchdown. I, you know, and that's can we talk about that because Jimmy? It's so Jimmy, weird. Like, people are like, like you know, a lot of and and with all due respect to you know some of our fellow dynasty podcasts, to the actual pros, we're the Joes. There's there's been a, many, multiple podcasts have talked about Jimmy G. I think he's a buy opportunity. You know, even though he didn't throw a touchdown, he really looked really good against the Bears, and it's like. I mean, he has potential, but I don't know that I'd go crazy. I mean, I you know, like mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd pay a lot for. Oh, in a, in a two QB or superflex dynasty league, I would sell Jimmy for the just the king's ransom that you can get right now. Because I mean, what you're going to get? Let's see, even he's a top ten dynasty quarterback. Uh, you could you probably get another top ten dynasty quarterback and, an, and, a, and another piece for him at the moment. You like an older one, like. What if somebody's like, okay, I'll give you Stafford plus something, or you know, like a an older guy like Drew Brees plus something, you know, trying to trying to give it. Uh, I feel like now would be the time to sell Garoppolo, especially since we just talked about it. There are a lot of if you look at the the QBs, I mean, there there are a lot of. I mean, compared to maybe I think the last couple of years, in my opinion, there's some real viable quarterbacks out there that can you know for superflex leagues that you know guys that you can you can you can plug and play, and the and the quarterback class that's coming in. 
I, I think there there's potentially some some really solid quarterbacks in that class. So no, I'm I'm with you. I just think I don't I don't know. I, I I'm with I just think the Jimmy G hype after this past week and he didn't even he wasn't even unbelievable against a a Bears team that they're they're um you know their their front seven is is uh they've got a lot of injuries that Bears defense isn't what it was several weeks ago so I don't know it's weird but imagine gonna, like the Niners if the Niners signed Allen Robinson they're gonna bring in someone they're they're gonna yeah. bring in and I'll have to say I'm gonna be the odd man out on this conversation because I I think that Jimmy Garoppolo could could be worth the price that he's costing right now um, and I think that he could increase in value and and part of what makes me say that is watching that Atlanta Falcons offense this year after losing Shanahan I mean if you look at Matt Ryan last year and the numbers that he put up I mean Matt Ryan is not a top four top five quarterback in NFL or fantasy that team was in the Super Bowl last year dominating the best team in football now we all know of, of the second half collapse that happened but I mean that offense last year was historic and with Kyle Shanahan which was the mastermind behind that offense now being out of San Francisco I feel like kind of handpicking you know going after knowing that they would have an early second round pick going after a guy like Garoppolo I don't think that you know Jimmy Garoppolo per se is a top 10 NFL talent at the quarterback position but I think that the uh, opportunity to play with Shanahan to kind of be handpicked as the quarterback he wants running the show. And I don't think you can really judge what he's doing right now. You have to remember this guy's been with the, the 49ers for less than 60 days. So, you, you know, to be playing as an NFL starter, not even being on that team two months ago, um, I, I don't, I won't judge him based on anything that I see this season, he's going to, I believe under, under the entire off season as their starter. And um, so anyway, I, I think that he's a guy that is intriguing. I don't own him actually anywhere. I'm going to probably put some feelers out in the off season. And um, you know, he's another guy that's, I'd love to see just kind of flop the last few weeks of this season to continue to give an opportunity. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not against Garoppolo. I just am more saying, uh, is he going to be worth, a top 10 dynasty QB who knows what we didn't even talk about like what price you would pay or anything like that. Like is, is, is he worth, you know, let's say even top 12 plus a little something. If somebody's like, if somebody's rebuilding and giving that up, like if you've st- if you stashed him and you have that opportunity, uh, I guess what I'm trying to get is, I, I mean, I think Shanahan, even looking at his track record, he's pretty incredible. Uh, and, and if, so if he's, if he sticks there, uh, that he could be a nice foundation piece for, for what you're doing. But at the end of the day, if you can get another top 12 QB plus a little something, something, I'd do it. Yeah. See, I don't know. I guess I don't have a great pulse on um, where he is right now, as far as his dynasty value, like where he is going. I'd be, I'd be pretty interested. I'll have to try and pull up while we're talking here, try and pull up some, some trades um, for, for Jimmy Garoppolo and, and see what he's going for. It is a good question too, because one of the things I don't know that we've explored as you talked about it is I, I wonder myself, like what happens with values of players from week to week when they're discussed on a prominent dynasty podcast and someone calls them a buy, like, you know, how many people listen to this podcast in the dynasty community? How many people in our leagues listen to, uh, 
you know, the, whatever the, you know, one of the top dynasty podcasts, you know, I, I do wonder how that affects value. Yeah. The fantasy Joe's is the number one dynasty podcast. It is the number one <laughs> to listen maybe not, to maybe not in my heart. But um, no, that's a great question. I have a question. Speaking of the 49ers, why trades looking that up? Remember Joe Williams, Mr. Mr. Hype man early on in the year that he's been on IR all year. What, 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 what do we think that he's going to come back and do anything? Remember Joe Williams? Anybody? Are you talking about the running back for the Saints now? That no, that's Jonathan. What Joe Williams was the, okay. was the 49ers. Um, the pound the table. Oh yeah, back. it's Utah. Yeah, it's like, Utah. It's Utah. That guy. He retired in college and came back. Okay, I get. I got. Yeah, I'm, I'm on pace now. That guy. I think the. I think that the he uh, could be a sneaky little pickup because the Matt Breida hype is weir- weirdly uh, popular still for like the future, and they don't think Carlos Hyde is going to be there. Uh, and I assume there's no risk to owning Joe Williams at the moment in what you well, get him and, for. And I don't know. I, w- I wonder how people value him if they picked him up, if they drafted him in rookie drafts because of that, you know, Peter, was it Peter King, that article that he wrote? Um, and what they, how they feel about him now. Do you just, do you feel like, okay, he's a guy that I, I can sell for whatever. Um, uh, Jeremy McNichols also, you know, um, signed up the practice squad last week. I don't think he saw any action as far as I can recall, but I, I think he's intriguing because I really like Jeremy McNichols. And maybe that's just me holding on hope to a guy that I really liked, you know, going into the ring. I love that aspect of dynasty though. It's that like <laughs> you, you get somebody that you have and you just, you hold out hope for it. Cause I am a sucker for holding out. I'll be down, you know, 50 points coming in and I'll have one person left. I'm like, well, they could have a career game. They can get 50 points. You know, it's just like your two players, you know, that you need some astronomical odds. And I, uh, but so I love the idea of holding on hope, but, McNichols is tough because I, th- I feel like he got cut from the the Buccaneers because he couldn't understand the offense. Right. That like but, his athleticism is there, like all the metrics are there. But if you if you can't pick up a playbook and read it and and perform on the field, unless you unless you can change that, I mean, it's, I, it's really he was a tough time. Wasn't with him. he coming back from injury? And you know, we, we've seen this before where a guy doesn't stick with one team and then he goes to another team and. You know, he's, he's a viable player. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you have to have a deep dynasty league. Uh, I, I will say a couple of weeks ago when I, I read that news, I went into all my leagues where I've got, you know, deep rosters and I picked him up. You know, he's always like the bottom of my roster because I believe in him still. And, you know, we'll see. Because I think, you know, I, we, we think that Carlos Hyde is not coming back to San Francisco. And if he doesn't, that, there's going to be an opening there. And maybe they draft somebody, you know, early, um, you know, but – you know, why not? He's one of those guys I think, uh, you know, you could, you could have on your roster. Maybe something happens with, with Jeremy McNichols. What if Carlos Hyde has like the Giants next year and they're making a Super Bowl run or uh, other teams like the Seahawks without a great offensive line? I want up, up or down in value. Are you talking about Carlos Hyde? Yeah. Giants or Seahawks? Or any other team that you guys have, have pondered over? Where well, the Seahawks, they've got, they've got Carson coming back and, and Mike Davis now, so they're, they're not going to need a, any more running backs. Um, Those guys aren't Carlos Hyde. <laughs> I think Carlos Hyde's best, I think Carlos Hyde's best option is going to be to stay in San Francisco. I mean, I, I think that um, – and I think he probably realizes that with the depth of running back in the NFL draft and the amount of guys that are going to be free agents, um, I, I think that – he is going to end up in, in, in San Francisco and I think he's going to end up having to take a, a pretty decent pay cut um, or, or sign a, a pretty team friendly deal. But I, I think that uh, I think there's going to be a place for him there. Cause he's shown this year, he's actually looked really good. 
I know we've talked about him a couple times, but he's caught the ball really well in the backfield. And I think he's a guy, if he can stay healthy, he's a guy that I think could be – I've tried, I tried to buy him a couple places right before trade deadlines. I tried to buy him in League of Ballers, actually. Um, but yeah, um, I, think he, I think he's a guy that could really – you know, I'm not saying he's Todd Gurley, but, you know, I think that you could start to see a real step forward for that San Francisco offense in uh, year two under Shanahan. So where's Todd Gurley in your dynasty half point rankings for running backs? Like, yeah. Like mentally. Yeah. Um, Matt, let me think about that for a second. He's in my, he's in my top three. He's for me, he's in a class with love bell and David Johnson. I mean, I, Alvin Kamara is knocking on that door. Um, you know, like three B, but, um, you know, Todd Gurley, I, pr- I don't know, man. I'm almost tempted. I'd be tempted if I were on the clock and I was going to take a running back, I'd be tempted to take Gurley over Bell and Johnson even just because, you know, with, with Bell, there's the concerns about where he's going to be and, you know, he's got some other risk factors. And that Rams offense looks so exciting. Todd Gurley oh, is really getting used. Yeah, I guess I forgot about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. What, what he he doesn't play for a few weeks and you forget about him. I'd probably take Gurley over Zeke, honestly. I just – I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I don't want to own Zeke. Not that I don't think he's good. I just he's, – he's not – I would be much more excited to draft Gurley um, than I would Zeke. The LA Rams, man, what a, what a hype team, though. What a yeah. fun turnaround for fantasy. They're probably yeah. the most interesting fantasy turnaround that I've seen since I've been playing fantasy football. And just the, just the NFL in general. You know, it's funny because – going into startup drafts this year, like, like golf was one of those guys I wanted to get. Cause I thought to myself, and not that I was predicting that he would be what he is this year, but I thought to myself, like, you know, we, everyone's written him off and it's really not fair because he, you know, he just, he had Jeff Fisher, Fisher as his, his coach. And, you know, we haven't really given this guy a shot and, and I, I didn't get him other than like one uh, redraft league. Um, and, and, and I'm a little disappointed by that because I, I just, I thought we don't really know what he is. And uh, it turns out that he, you know, some, some people have him as a top 12 dynasty QB. I don't know that I do, but uh, he's, a, he's an interesting guy. Um, I don't know how I feel about him long-term, but, uh, but I guess you have to like him long-term, right? Yeah, I think dynasty QB rankings is one of the hardest things I've, I've looked at to try to decide who you, like, because you can play longer in your career. It matters what team you're on, which coaching scheme and how good you are. Uh, and like these, these ascending talents like Goff and Wentz and like, where, where are they in this dynasty rankings? So I feel like it's just kind of this muddled middle, middle ground of, uh, of, of dynasty QB rankings. It's very, very difficult. And I haven't like really, really like, uh, gone into it like super hard, but, uh, it, cause I just don't want to yet. I kind of have like this ballpark of people that I, I want to have and like, but to, to rank people like one through 12 would be very difficult. Yeah, and that's yeah, something I, we should think about. I'm sorry, Trey. Go ahead. No, no, you, you're you're right. I, it is very hard, and you know, I just looked up Goff's the number eight quarterback on the season, but yeah, there's been like two games where he's been single digits um, with zero touchdown passes because they get in the inside the ten, and you know, Todd Gurley is the um, number one weapon. So, um, but I I also want to throw out another name of a guy that I think could bear some discussion because. I think this is a team that uh, moving forward is going to continue to improve and continue to grow. 
And uh, this might seem kind of crazy, but uh, Blake Bortles is a guy that I think I would buy this offseason in super flex formats. I, I think that he's shown enough um, this season. He's not been a, an incredible, um, you know, world beater, but uh, he's only got three. No, he's only lost three fumbles. He's continued to throw some interceptions, um, but he's really showed some promise. And so I think, you know, you look at the wide receiving core that he's worked with this year. Um, if they do decide to hold on to Allen Robinson, I just, I think Blake Bortles, if he gets another shot there, and I think he could be had for cheap in super flex leagues. Like a short-term buy. Yeah. Do you think he gets another shot? Because everyone's talking about how, you know, who's going to go to Jacksonville next, whether it's Eli or Tyrod Taylor or somebody else. I mean, it's just such speculation though, of like the NFL again, like we're trying to pretend like we're GMs. Right. And, no GM probably wants to pay Eli's salary for his, his like twilight years in all honesty. He's been horrible this year. I don't, I, I, we, anyway, number, d- 20, d- number, 24 Q, number 24 QB. That's not so bad. Is it? Where do you guys put Andrew luck in your dynasty rankings? Man, he's uh, off well, limits. I, I'm just, yeah, I just, I'm just going to stay away from Andrew luck. If that shoulder worries me, he's not a guy, I don't own him anywhere. And I uh, honestly, Unless someone's just giving him away, which they're not going to, I, he's not a guy I would draft. He's not a guy I would buy. Like I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty worried about that shoulder. And not to mention that franchise is a disaster right now. I think I'm gonna put up some feelers in the superflex dynasty leagues. I'm in. Try to try to scoop up real cheap. I'm willing to risk it. For, I don't think for what he is. I don't think you're going to though, because we talked we talked about this before on the podcast. You know, I'm an owner, and I call them a buy because. Like, if you have him, why would you I, – I mean, I guess if someone, like, needs to pick up an asset for a playoff run or something like that. But, like, I, I would rather, like, crash and burn with Andrew Luck than give him up for nothing and then he comes back and he's viable. So th- there's this great article by Zach Kiefer. Um, it was written November 16th. It's really the last news about Andrew Luck. I was, I was, it's funny you read about it because I was just reading this the other night. Um, this is w- what Andrew Luck being in Europe means. And it talks about how he's in Europe getting this therapy, right? And how it, I, I think this therapy is getting isn't FDA approved, but there there are guys like Kobe Bryant that went and got this therapy, and, and Kobe Bryant came back to the NBA. He's like, I felt better than I ever have. And, but he's Italian. <laughs> is that what it is? Is that what the difference? Yeah, he was, yeah, he so Italian. so I, th- I I the reason I'm I, so he's getting this alternative treatment, and I think that it, it makes me think that you know he's actually seeing someone that can help him now, and, and that you know he can come back, and they're going to get him right. Um, uh, do you guys remember when Breeze went through this? I, I and don't. the same, like, the, like teams weren't going to sign him. He he worked out for the Dolphins, and they ended up signing. Uh, oh man, uh, the name is escaping me at the moment. Pennington, right? Chad, yeah, Chad, Chad Pennington. Pennington. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Over Drew Breeze uh, as far as their contract offers, and that's when he went to the Saints, and then he won them the Super Bowl. So I feel like uh, it's it's definitely not not same same by any means whatsoever, but. Uh, uh, Andrew Luck is good at he's had he's been so good I, I just feel like he's good enough to bounce back and he's only 28 what's interesting yeah. too they talked about this article so Dr. David Chow pro football doc um, he's one of those guys on Twitter that is you know one of the experts on uh, you know a physician that talks about injuries in the NFL and and I like what he has to say. And one of the things that he suggests the Colts do is take a scope because for whatever reason, according to this article, they haven't done a scope to look into Luck's shoulder 
it, it's this minor operation that would, would only set him back two weeks and he's, he's not playing this year anyway, that, that they could do the scope and figure out what's going on in his shoulder. And, and for whatever reason, they haven't done that yet. So, so it, it, that's the, that is the one thing that makes, gives me pause. I like the fact that he's going to Europe and getting this, you know, alternative therapy that might help him, but it does make me nervous that they aren't doing certain things like a, like a scope that may help. Um, I think we're probably talking way too much about, you know, medical stuff that we know nothing about, but no, this article is really interesting. <laughs> and, but, but I think it's, you know, I, I guess it doesn't hurt. Uh, like you said, well, to, you know, send some offers out there for luck because it may be more news will come out and maybe an article like this where it's like, you know, they haven't even had a scope on this guy that, that makes me really nervous. Maybe people are starting to get sour on it. Well, but. and you can target those teams that have like that, that Josh Gordon team that's held on to him forever. And now next year they're going to be in a win now mode. Yeah. Look for those teams that, you know, that Dalvin Cook owner to where now next year is going to become super important and sell them an older RB, uh, a QB and, and try to work out, you know, obviously be smart about what you're offering for trades. If a team is just horrible and has been holding on to luck, you're going to have a really hard time pulling that away. But if there is, there's enough players this year that had injuries, like that, the Od- Odell Beckham, what if they had Odell Beckham and Allen Robinson? They had a horrible year. And th- but now next year, they think they're going to come back and they're a little bit worried about luck. And you have that Stafford, you have that, you know, you can get you can get luck. You maybe plus a little something for that 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 move uh, could be a, a, a genius move in the long term, or it could fail horribly. But the the risk reward is is uh, quite high. So I just looked up while we were talking about it the the DLF um, ADP from November, yeah. and um, in that ADP, Andrew Luck was going as uh, quarterback five. And in that particular, which is based on single quarterback, um, he was taken at uh, pick 63 and a half on average. So that puts him like, you know, right at the beginning of the sixth round. So if you think about that in a super flex format, the fifth quarterback off the board is coming off in the second round. Um, and the quarterbacks that were taken immediately after him are Mariota, Prescott, Winston, Brady, Newton, Carr, Breeze, Cousins, um, and, you know, the last two that, you know, Carr, Breeze, and Cousins are all, like, in the hundreds. I, I, I'm, you know, if, if it comes down to where Luck's on the clock, and I can take, you know, Mariota and Winston were taken within, you know, six picks of them. I'm sorry, Mariota and Prescott. Winston was taken a full round behind him. I, I mean, I'd, t- I'd like to have those guys over Luck at this point. And I know Luck's got the really high upside, um, but I think you're going to continue to see those other guys continue to um, – fall we a little bit further down that board and we didn't even really get into the discussion about Mariota uh, I mean it, he's he's underperforming pretty hard and uh there's does anybody see a reason why hmm um that's a, that's a good question I I mean uh I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it is odd. I, I mean, it, like I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen too many Titan games. So I, you know, in terms of actually seeing it with my own eyes, I've just seen, you know, bits and pieces cause they're, you know, not on, on TV a lot. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, if you look at maybe, maybe the weapons <laughs> is, is, is part of it, you know, I mean, you so, know, uh, Corey, Corey Davis hasn't been, you know, I think he saw his amazing potential, but, He's not there yet. Matthews has been out a lot. Decker seems to have lost something. Um, so that could be part of it. It could be coaching. He's, he's, QB, he's QB 20 on the year. Uh, he is currently – I mean, he'll pass him. 
But as of week 13, he is 0.7 points behind Deshaun Watson. <laughs> wow. Which is, which is pretty crazy. It? Like, that's a pretty big regression. I mean, I get that Mariota kind of – I think he got banged up uh, with that hamstring and couldn't run as much and uh, uh, ended up missing a game. But even like yeah. – even, even if you just go like points per game, it, it, you'd be QB 18. And it just is – after last year, I feel like he was a – I mean, he was what, uh, two QB or super flex, maybe second-round pick uh, for where he was going. And I don't know if you could be more disappointed in what he's doing right now with the extra weapons that they've added to the, their arsenal. Yeah, and I, it's a guy I, – I, I just still believe in the talent. I think that he's having a bad year. I think that that, um, that injury and that missed game came at a pretty pivotal time. And, and so he's still a guy I think that, you know, it's encouraging that they're surrounding him with those weapons. I think that the, you know, offense is going through some transitions. They've added – you know, they've added those guys, um, you know, as we know, Corey Davis missed a, a good bit of the season. And um, I think that Derrick Henry taking over as the primary running back next season um, is going to provide some real, you guys remember, did you guys see that sat on Twitter where it's talking about the um, speed at the line of scrimmage? Um, I forget the exact stat, but basically they were showing the numbers, these guys speed at the line of scrimmage for running backs in the NFL and Derrick Henry is in the top five on the list, which, I mean, if you look at his size and strength, the fact that he's moving that fast when he gets to the line of scrimmage is just downright scary. I mean, he, he's another guy kind of, you know, we've, we've talked about some guys today, tonight, like that have you just not real sure what their value is going to, he's going to be a really interesting guy over the off season, you know, like there's going to be some buyers, there's going to be some sellers, not quite sure where Derrick Henry fits in the hierarchy of the, dynasty running backs but uh, he's a guy I'm really really excited to see get a starter's workload hopefully next season so like so like a uh, player profile and full point PPR has him at running back eight for dynasty Derek Henry yeah that's interesting especially with so I mean that is like is the the measuring stick uh yeah. no, I, mean, I don't I wouldn't have him at that I would sell him for Melvin Gordon oh I don't I think I'd rather have Henry than I'm yeah, I'm kind of. I think I'm kind of out on Melvin Gordon. Man, right. Melvin Gordon. Was, I think I'm out on Derrick Henry. Which is most, Melvin Gordon is like the most polarizing guy in 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 fantasy football and dynasty football. Because what about I, Kareem Hunt? No, I'd rather have Kareem Hunt. I think. I think so too. Yeah, it's running back eleven. What about Devonta Freeman? I I think I would. No, that's tough. That's tougher for me. I think I'd rather have. I think I'd rather have Henry. It's real close. I mean, it's almost like a push. Joe Mixon. Man, I guess at this point I got to take Henry, but that's one of those things. I, I think Mixon, speaking of which, is going to be one of those guys that, um, I, like on uh, DLF, they redid the rookie drafts, and I, I think Mixon came in at like the one point oh seven or something like that. And I thought to myself, that's one of those things. You look a year yeah. from now that that, that he's going to go way too late because I think I think Mixon that his he's his so young, time. yeah, so yeah, young. I, I I take Mixon over Henry, and you guys, I, I like. I him. would do, but I for me, and I know that he hasn't shown it, but I bought a lot of shares of of, of Mixon. I talk, I've talked, I I mean, I I think I voiced it on this podcast that he's been a buy for me for the majority of the season as he's struggled because. When you watch, if you watch the Cincinnati Bengals play, 
he is making plays. He's making guys miss. He's forcing missed tackles. Um, they just continue to hand the ball to um, Jeremy Hill early on in the season. Because I think, you know, the offensive line has been the biggest issue that has hindered the production of the entire uh, Cincinnati offense. So I think that there's literally no way with the weapons that they have there and, and Dalton still at a, a really um, fairly, you know, prime age for quarterbacks. I think that they're going to have to address offensive line. I think Joe Mixon's a guy that I, I love to have moving forward. Yeah, no, I, I, I Mixon, I'm, I'm totally with you, Trey. Um, I, I think he's one of those guys that is, is probably a pretty good buy low opportunity. And once again, one of those guys that, you know, we're going to look back on. And if you think, Oh, I drafted him too early in my rookie drafts in a couple of years, you're going to be like, Oh, he's, he's one of the standouts. No, he's yeah. He, he just needs some help. And, and that, that Cincinnati team, you know, kind of like the bears, they, they need some, some new, um, new leadership, um, in that organization. Uh, an interesting guy there is John Ross too, who pretty much everyone's written off at this point. Man. And yeah. maybe, maybe he should be, you know, like he, you know, a guy that has a similar profile to John Ross is uh, Tavon Austin, for example, uh, that was also drafted highly and hasn't done anything, but I, I haven't given up on John Ross quite yet. Um, but maybe we should, because maybe he shouldn't have been drafted that highly because it's, it's just so early. early. Yeah. It's so hard to give up. No, it is. Good. And, and, and I haven't. And I, I think, it, you know, it's, it's a little, a little premature to, to, to write him off. Uh, you know, he's definitely a hold for me or, or definitely a buy because I think you could get him for nothing because people have given up on him totally. What do you guys think about this? If if you have a team where heading into the off season, you, maybe you need a little bit of depth. Maybe you know you've got some older guys. You need to get a little younger. But you you picked Alvin Kamara, Kamara late in the first round, early in the second round. What would you expect to get if you went to the Joe Mixon owner or the Derek? Let's say you're a believer in Mixon or a believer in Henry. Um, and you you go to the owner of one of those two running backs. What would you expect to get on top of a Mixon or a Henry if you're giving up Kamara? I'm just curious what you guys think the gap is between those guys. Oof. As as Luke Skywalker said in in the first Star Wars or Star Wars: New Hope, uh, more well than you can imagine. Uh, you know, I, I think I think a lot. I, I think a lot. Um, uh, what it, what that is, I, I, it's hard for me to quantify. Well, then you can imagine. Well, let me ask you this: What is a real quote? Hey, Star Wars. Star Wars is coming on the fifteenth, so I want to tie it in. It's a good tie-in, right? I like that. So, what if you could get? What if, if you could get? You're listening, we need some sponsors. What if? What if you could give <laughs> Alvin Kamara get... one sponsor? You're my only hope. <laughs> yeah, it's like my yeah. You guys, can, they can be number two behind Angels Envy. <laughs> Uh, what 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 if you could get the 105 or the 106 in the 2018 class? Do you think that's is is that too much? Do you think you could get a, a mid first for the 2018 class and a, a, a Mixon or a Henry for Kamara, or is that is that more? Is I don't that think I'd much? do it for Henry at the 105 or 106. It just depends on where. No, no, I'm saying the I'm saying Henry and the 105 for Kamara. Would you, you could do, do you think that. you could get that for Kamara? Oh, yes. Yeah, it depends. Because I almost think in a half point league, I almost feel like if I could get Derrick Henry in the 105, which I think would guarantee me a a, a Nick Chubb, um, uh, a Ronald Jones, oh, it's I, Sony I, Michelle. He's so much more explosive. Anyway. I, I almost feel like I would rather have. A guy like Mick, if I could get Mixon and Chubb or Mixon and Ronald Jones, and I'm just throwing that, you know, assuming those guys, you know, come in, out and 
end up in decent spots. I almost feel like, and you guys know I love Kamara. Man, to have two running backs that could end up being RB1s compared to just one, uh, I don't know. I, I just I, – no, I like it. You, I like can't, it. you can't sell – is Kamara going to be better next year than what he is this year? It, it, that would be very, very atypical. Uh, well, and that's kind of – I, you know, it's, I'm, using that, I'm like, using that correctly, right? Like that would be weird yeah. if he was this could be was next year at this. Well, point. and that's almost why you know it, it makes you wonder: has Kamara kind of peaked as far as his value? I mean, if he's gonna if he's a first round startup pick, which I think he's moving towards, it's just like when I talked about last off season where I told you guys that you know in, in one of our pilot episodes that we didn't ever publish, you know, Mike Evans and David Johnson because of some of the ridiculous packages that they were bringing in trades. I said, man, I w- if I had those guys, I would trade them. The capital, and you know, it, that sounds brilliant because David Johnson got hurt. But look at Mike Evans. I mean, he's kind of come back to reality. I still think he's a great wide receiver, but I mean, you know, some of the packages that these guys were were bringing. So that my thought is, you know, I love Alvin Kamara, but uh, you know, where I own him this off season, if I could get a Mixon and a you know top five or top six. Uh, 2018 first I think I would have to think long and hard about making that move because we all know the depth is really important especially the running back position and, and it probably depends on the makeup of your team right Trey? Uh, what if what if it was like yeah. a mix in plus Landry oh man I, I'm sorry if I interrupted man I'd be no, tempted to make that I'd, I'd be tempted to make that trade because I I don't believe that I mean it's going to be hard for Kamara to produce at this level year in and year out. It's going to be hard for him to be this efficient. I do think he'll get more touches. Um, but, it, you know, I love the guy. And I, I'm not saying he's a sell, but it just begs the question. And, in, 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 you know, same thing with Kareem Hunt after those first three or four games. You're like, man, this guy's a – you know, people kind of are, are considering him in the top three or four of dynasty startup range. You know, do you cash out? because he's you know like his value can't get any higher right just a just a question yeah fun fun debate and that's what you that's what you got to do right you got you got to think about it as much as you like him no i I like that and there's certainly a roll of the dice if you you trade him for henry and and the the 105 but might really pay off for you so i'm so curious about henry too alabama i mean what he had like like What was his high in carries his his last year at Alabama? It was some ridiculous number in a game. Uh, I feel like the the Titans have done the right thing and like tried to just like dull down his workload the first couple of years because he was probably tired from college, and it's just insane. the 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 thing with him though, like watching him and watching what he's doing, uh, I, I would be. I'm just I don't know. I'm not good enough at assessing film to say he's going to be good or bad. But I, he, I think he's a big risk if you're going to pay a lot for him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I, I think you know that he's going. Like, what do you, what do you think? Okay, well, pay a lot. What, what, what do you mean, pay a lot for him? What's, what's paying a lot for? Uh, like, if you're going to try to, if you're going to try to acquire him, and the, even, the, even uh, use the Camara deal, like, okay, uh, hit, like, uh you're selling Camara and you're getting Derrick Henry plus, plus what, you know, you're getting kind of this known entity as far as like that offense, you at least get one more year of breeze and production uh, or him, even him versus like Mixon or Dalvin cook or you compare him to Leonard Fournette and what they're doing. And with his injury history, 
where, like, where do you guys see him? Because I don't see him as like a top 10 dynasty running back in my mind at this moment. Yeah, I do. I, I think, I think Derek Henry, you're talking about Derek Henry, you know, when we were talking about those trades, I value Mixon a little higher than I do Henry. And, and I like what I've seen on the field and I feel a little more comfortable about Henry or I'm sorry, Mixon being a three down back and um, really having the opportunity to be explosive in both the running and passing game. So I think I, if I were trading Kamara, I would want more added to Henry than I would added to Mixon. Um, what about for, what about Melvin Gordon for Henry? I think honestly, I'd rather have Henry than Melvin Gordon, and I know that's probably a little hot takey. If I had Melvin Gordon <laughs> and I was going and I was going to the Henry owner, I think I could get Henry plus, and I would be yeah. I would I would be more than willing to do that. Yeah, you'd want to get more for for Gordon. Even if you don't like him, you can. He's worth yeah. At least right now, he's worth more than than Henry. So, guys, should we uh, should we consider moving into hot bold spicy takes? I mean, I think we're we're nearing the end of the night. There's so many more things to talk about, but there is so many things to talk about. But we, but we will be back next week, but uh, to talk about some of these other things. But let's get into our hot, bold, spicy takes of the week. As loyal listeners know, we got five levels. You get one point for a banana pepper take, two for jalapeno, three for habanero, four for ghost pepper, and five points for the almighty Carolina Reaper. Um, the, so getting us caught up, um, I'm still the leader with 19 points. Will has 10 points this season and Trey, I, Trey, did we give you, was it Habanero for that, uh, Kenyon Drake take, uh, the RB one? Is that what we said? Was it Habanero? Yeah. Recall? yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. So five points for Trey. So Trey is, is coming back, coming back. Um, so let's get into this, this week's takes guys. So it's really, I, I know you guys have said that I'm kind of, in the lead and you can't catch me, but that's not true. We've got, um, well, if, if we go to week 17, we've got four weeks left and um, you know, anything is possible. So uh, Trey, you want to go first with your first hot, bold, spicy take of the week? Yeah, I will. And, and I'm actually going to have to, um, I'm going to have to do a little thinking because I didn't write in my second hot take, but I just <laughs> went to the sheet and I see that uh, Will has stolen with one of his takes uh, stolen what was going to be my second hot take. So you can take it. I can come up with a different one. I'm going to, I'm going to have to give him a milk on that and uh, come up with something else, but yeah, I'll get us started. So I know there's been a lot of talk about this vaunted uh, Jacksonville defense as it should be. They've been outstanding this year. And uh, I don't think that it's any secret that Russell Wilson is, lighting the world on fire. I mean, he's the quarterback one right now in dynasty. I'm sorry, in fantasy for the season. Um, So I truly believe that despite the fact that Jacksonville has this incredible pass defense, um, I feel like Russell Wilson is going to be a top six quarterback um, this week. And I I know that that doesn't sound like it's super hot takey. I I mean, I, I don't feel like it's a, a Carolina Reaper by any stretch, but you know, I was looking at ESPN and I think they have him, you know, predicted, projected barely to finish as a quarterback one. And I'm, I'm supremely confident that he's going to do enough um, with his, with his legs and, and put some points on the board. I think that he um, is going to be a, a top six quarterback this week. 
You guys remember when uh, when Seattle went to Tampa Bay last year? And how big of a mess that was for Russell Wilson? Not to like try to hype up your take or your your your, your hot bold spice to take here and, and make it better, but I, I, in my recent memory, uh, the the Seahawks struggle in, in the state of Florida uh, on the road. I mean, of course, they're on the road because they're from Seattle. <laughs> so I'm I'm I'll go uh, I'll go. It, so I want to make a caveat to this. I'll go uh, Habanero if uh, Jalen Ramsey doesn't play, and I'll go Ghost Pepper if J- Jalen Ramsey plays. Wow, uh, we're we're worlds apart on this. Will and mainly because yes, the Jacksonville defense has been awesome, but but a couple things I want to point out. Number one, Fantasy Pros Expert Consensus Rankings has Russell Wilson as the number six quarterback this week. So if the pros consensus is number six, I don't feel it's that hot. Um, and I was looking at the quarterbacks that the Jacks have played, and they're you know really probably the best one that they played was. Um, you know, Phillip Rivers, and, um, you know, he scored 15 fantasy points against them. Um, Blaine Gabbert put up 17 against them. So, uh, you know, they haven't really played any amazing fantasy quarterbacks if you look at their schedule. So I think I want to go – I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it's as, as super hot. Maybe Jalapeno is where, I, where I'd end up. Just because of the fact that the consensus ranking is number six, and looking at who the quarterbacks the Jacksonville who they've played, it's not an impressive list. I mean, maybe Goff, Rivers, and Big Ben are the best quarterbacks that they've played. Looking at their opponents, uh, that that being said, I know Big Ben. Um, it was at Pittsburgh, and he scored two point six fantasy points. They really made him look bad. So they have that ability. I just think Russell Wilson though is a, a different cat though. I mean, I just think with his running ability, that guy can put up points against anybody. So. So I don't know. I don't think it's I, – I like the take. I mean, it's still, you know, uh, that I don't think jalapeno's bad, but I don't think it's, like, super, super spicy. Will? Your mute – Will's muted and he's talking. <laughs> he, he, I don't think he realizes that. I just there thought it was better than that. And I, it's funny because I was trying to chime in, and I kept spelling like I was being talked over. <laughs> uh, sorry for those who are listening and had to hear that. Uh, so last year, Miami uh, – the first game of the season, his QBR was 33.4. He was 27, 43, 258 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Not that great, four for 16 rushing. His other game in Florida, uh, which uh, surprisingly seems to be like his Achilles heel, uh, it was against Tampa, and the Seahawks lost 5-14, to 14, and Russell Wilson was 7 for 33, 151 yards, no touchdowns and two interceptions. So let's, let's, you got to remember, Russell Wilson wasn't right last year. He was he was injured. He was injured last year. I mean, he, he didn't have a good fantasy year. He was, he's a different QB this year. He's healthy. He's completely healthy. Last year he wasn't. So, but the um, Jaguars' defense is so different. But uh, so I mean, I, I I feel like we can settle on Habanero, right? Yeah, that's fair. Habanero is good. Could have made that so much shorter. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. No, it was a good. It was a good conversation. It was a good debate. No, it's a good take though, Trey. And it's and it, and it is. Coming and, 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 and didn't have a good game against Miami. That, that Tampa Bay game, was, it was raining. It was terrible. But uh, the state of Florida does not like Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. It'll be, it's going to be interesting. That's one of the big fantasy questions coming into the week. Because if you have Russell Wilson, you got to play Russell Wilson, right? But the matchup is, is horrible. But, but I think there's mm-hmm. hope for him because, I, you know, he, there are other quarterbacks that have, like, Blaine Gabbert, what was it, 17 points a couple weeks ago. Um, 
So, you know, he, he, there's, there's hope for Russell Wilson owners. Play him if you got him. I think you have to. Uh, and Trey's, Trey's got him locked in as a top six QB. So, um, Will, what do you what do you got with your first hot bold spicy take? Well, and I'm going against Trey in the League of Ballers, so that's a, this is a bold spicy take that could and really you're playing, hurt him. And you're playing yeah. Russell Wilson against me, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean you have to, right? Like, oh yeah, you can't sit Russell Wilson; he's just so good at the football. Uh, so my first one, uh, and I think there's some kind of funny ones that come up here, but it, uh, my first one that I wrote was just uh, Giovanni Bernard comes in and puts up a top seven RB performance, and uh, in our show sheet. Uh, it was written by Ryan that says, I was going to out this down. I don't know what that sentence means, but the, <laughs> the top, I, I feel like, it, I feel like this is Giovanni Bernard's time to shine. He's a like freaking good running back. Right. And it frustrated me like it, bad, when he was like first having his, uh, is like after his breakout season, his like second season, and then Jeremy Hill came in and ruined it. He's just kind of sad in the shadows and he gashed the, the Steelers the other night. And I'm pretty excited about him. And I also think this is just because I picked him up in that PPR league, uh, the dumpster dive for the playoffs. And I, but he, he's, he's way more talented than what he gets credit for. And so I like that. I think top seven's a, a really risky and probably goes pepper bet. Trey, was that the, was that the take that you wanted to, to put down, but he, but Will took it from you. Yeah. It's funny. So I was it's actually, funny cause we're, cause that means that we all wanted to, to go with his take. <laughs> yeah you yeah. gotta write notes you guys gotta write notes sooner i did this on my phone too <laughs> yeah. yeah i i think that um i yeah that w- i was gonna say very similar and um i i think geo bernard with Mixon being out and uh you know them not really having another running back i think he's set to have a, a really really great week this week um what are, what are your thoughts, Ryan? What are you, where, where do you rank this one? Well, I, I think my thinking has changed since we all wanted to use this as one of our bold spicy takes. If we all think that this is going to happen, um, I think it's a great take, though. And, it's, and it is somewhat bold because, uh, you know, look at what Cincinnati's done this year. I mean, what, what are they on, on track to have, like, the lowest rushing yards in a season – you know, in the last, you know, couple of decades, or I don't know what the stat is, something like that. Yeah, it's been horrible. Yeah, it's, it's been it's bad. Been just terrible. Th- that being said, you know, their offensive line is starting to come together and mesh. Um, uh, the Bears front seven is, is injured. They're, they're not the same, you know, Bears team that they, they've been on defense. You know, it's on the road. I think that you know, he's going to get a lot of carries because I think Cincinnati, th- that game has a chance to get really out of hand. I, I don't think the, yeah. the Bears are going to be able to compete. So they're going to want to run the ball, run up the clock. So, uh, you know, I, but the fact that it's top seven, it's pretty bold. So I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit torn on what to do here because, you know, like I said, I, I don't know. Trey, what do you think? I'm going to punt. Yeah. I, I, well, so I would say for me, given that it's at home, they're favored. They're playing a team that's just a disaster on offense. And I think Cincinnati's defense is pretty good. I mean, I think – the game script, the workload, how he looked last week, everything really just favors him. You know, it's, it's probably a jalapeno for me. And I guess the, you know, the one thing I'll toss back to Will, um, you know, if you want to make this spicier and you want to bump this up a, a few notches or, you know, if, if, you're, if your goal is to get a spicier take and you want to go higher than seven, I, I probably would give some – I think that I, if, if there's one thing I can do right now is I would like to trade this bold, 
this, this spicy take. If it's uh, Giovanni Bernard is a top seven is a jalapeno, uh, I would love to send that your guys' way for a habanero. Like you guys can have this take. It's a habanero, and you can have it. <laughs> can we do that? <laughs> There's no real rules around these takes. All right, you know what we could do? Let's do this. Trey has not written down a second spicy take. So Trey, this is on the table. Habanero. Well, well what I was going to say, what I was going to say for the first time ever, we could do a Fantasy Joe's like lock take of the week. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know how bad my takes have been lately. I don't know if you want to be in on this. But, but, but why don't That's we why change I'm willing it? To trade it? Why don't we change hey, it? To- want, Go ahead. Want, I'm going to just interject something real quick here and it, you know, I know Will dabbled a little bit recently i know you've done some ryan so uh ladies and gentlemen get on DraftKings and get your lineups put in because giovanni bernard right now is thirty one hundred dollars at the running back position that my friends is the steal of the week for draft 85 percent owned or something though Uh, probably not weird number that price is going to go up that price is going to change yeah, how DraftKings works? I guess I'm not. I'm, Do they I'm so change old. Their I'm the oldest young person changed, in this crew. I don't think they change their prices. I, I mean, because I like a guy like I, I usually play FanDuel, and a guy and a, like Gronk is still like ninety two hundred dollars or something like that on FanDuel. You know, and obviously he's out. So why would you pick up Gronk? So I I think they lock them in early. Trey, I could be mistaken. I'm not a yeah expert. Where's Pat James when you need him? I know. No, they might. They might not. I'm actually pulling it up right now. But I was. I was blown. I was blown away. I was like, "Yeah, that's a no-brainer." So, so, if, so, so Trey, if you want to steal this take, I have a second one that I have ready. So, for a habanero take, you can have this take. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm confident. I like it. I, I, I like Gio Bernard. I think, I think he scores a couple touchdowns. So. Wait, wait, wait. No, it's not a habanero though. It's, it's a jalapeno take. If he takes it. No, I was just thinking, thinking like that's the the trade. How about this? Offering. How about how about this? Since we since <laughs> we all fun. Ryan, we, you're leading by so much. You can you just keep quiet in the background. How about how about <laughs> how about we just leave it by the wayside? Nobody takes it. You 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 yeah. you go with your other alternate, and then it, I'll, cause I, it's the it's the first ever Fantasy Joe's DFS lock of the week. Yeah. Oh man, but the fact that it comes that I wrote it down first, it worries me incredibly now. Yeah, well, I was just going to say so the, hard. The, Don't the fact worry. that we just guaranteed it to be a lock means it's It's going to happen. Come on. I need it to happen. It's, 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 he's uh, going to light it up. But my second one is Kerwin Williams will be a top 15 RB this week. You know, every time I hear that, I think of uh, that, that, that Sherwin Williams. Like, ask now, ask how, ask Kerwin Williams. He will not only score tutties, he will paint your house. <laughs> <laughs> in like two years when he's out of the nfl uh i don't even sure like this is now i'm like totally off like what do i even think of that take you say top, <laughs> did you say top 12 top 12 top 15 I, I can't go with like really top 12 no i, I feel I like top 15 is a big enough risk that i uh i i've tried to go so hard for ghost pepper that it's ruined all my takes um yeah i'm not even sure what to i think that's pretty freaking hot um so I, I would go, I don't know, Ghost Pepper off the top of my head. Trey? Yeah, I don't know where – where did he finish last week, I wonder. You know, these, are, these weeks right now, you've, you've, got, you've got all the teams playing. And, um, 
So he's fantasy pros consensus number 37 running back. So I think that's pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's oh, yeah. Give me Carolina Reaper 37. I'm comfortable with going with that's 22 with spots Pepper. ahead of it. You want Carolina Reaper? Say he's an RB1. I'd be willing to go Carolina Reaper. Yeah, you go top nah. 12 and go Reaper. Uh, all right, I'm in. All right, all right. there we go. Put I love how the hot takes are transforming Put into, into negotiations. <laughs> but I mean, might as well. Like three spots. Like if he has if he has two touchdowns and, you know, like 70 yards, that could put him in the top 12 real easy. All right, so I, I'm saving my best one for last, which which maybe isn't that hot, but – uh, so my first one, which I think is pretty, pretty spicy, pretty hot, is Cam Newton, top six QB. He's going against that Vikings defense. Not a good matchup. It's it's at home, yes, but the Vikings have been real good against quarterbacks. So, uh, but I think Cam Newton's going to going to do enough to get it done. Everyone's kind of writing him off this week. Don't start Cam Newton, bench Cam Newton. But I say you start him, and I say he's top six. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm instant gut reaction is between habanero and ghost pepper because the vikings have not allowed russian qbs to tear him up at all but it yeah, is at home it is at home so it makes me lean towards towards habanero uh greg olson is playing but is it the real greg olson or is it the the hurt greg olson and his receivers are terrible so uh, uh where is he in the consensus ryan i know you uh, he's not, number, number number 13 Number 13. I'm calling him top, top six. Yeah. You know, I, I see a world where, you know, Cam Newton, the rushing quarterbacks. Um, what was – so Russell Wilson, what did I get for that one? That was a – did we settle on Habanero for that? Yeah, I think we settled on Habanero for that. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a – I'd do Ghost Pepper then. I think that's a hotter take. I mean, um, he is at home, and I do think the X, the X factor is, one, the passing game to Christian McCaffrey where he kind of gets some cheap touchdowns. I don't think he's going to have a ton of passing yards. I think, a, you know, a 30- or 40-yard little screen pass or shovel pass to McCaffrey goes for a touchdown or, the, or a rushing touchdown. I, I do think that they'll score some points. But I do think this is going to be a pretty defensive game. I think both teams are going to try and run the ball. I think that the possessions are going to be kind of limited. So I think it's going to be tough for him to have enough firepower to be top six. Um, so I think that's kind of what lends me to, to lean toward the um, – I, I, could, I could go either way, though. Yeah, I, I'd be curious uh, the reasoning to why this is your take, Ryan. I, I just think that he's – I mean, he's been inconsistent this year, but I, I th- think he's talented – and I think that, you know, Carolina needs this win. I just think he's going to come and he's going to play. I, mean, I think he's one of those guys that – not that he has the ability to turn it on or off, but I, I know that Vikings defense is good. Um, I, I just think that – I don't know. I mean, part of it is a gut feeling, and part of it is that I feel he's being discounted a little bit um, in, the, in rankings this week because it's that Minnesota defense, and they've been so good, and they have been against quarterbacks. But I, I, I just think he's one of those guys – you know, unlike Russell Wilson, that you know, despite the matchup, can can explode and have a big week. Yeah, and he could, and Cam could have like a rushing touchdown, like from the goal line. But I'm willing to go Ghost Pepper, even though it's Ryan who's in the lead. Uh, but I think it, it is real spicy. All right, very good, uh, Trey. You're you're up with your last hot bold spicy take of the week. Yeah, my last my last hot hot bold spicy take is um I, I'm gonna you know I don't know if this is 
good karma, bad karma. I want it to happen um, because in this league where I just had Alvin Kamara poo-poo the bed, um, starting a gentleman by the name of Carlos Hyde in my flex spot. I've got Todd Gurley in my other running back spot. So I think this is maybe a little wishful thinking, but I am going to put uh, Carlos Hyde as a top six running back this week. Um, I believe he's on the road uh, against Houston. Um, and, you know, I think that, I, you know, the, everything I've seen, I know Houston's got not a great um, rush defense, but, uh, you know, I've seen most people I think are picking him in the, you know, 11 to 16 range. Um, that's kind of where he's projected to finish. But I, I think that he's going to have a big blow-up week and, and finish in the top six. That's Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm trying to think what I what I think of it. I'm, I guess I'm still processing um, what I think it's of also that. also after thing. the Al, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, like, disappointment game, uh, which I, I guess, like, that's factor in all running backs now that I think about it. Um, I'm, I, I guess – Oh man, at Houston, Dolphins. I think I'll go Ghost Pepper. Yeah, I mean he's he's uh, that's a that's a good defense, and um, uh, yeah, I, I'm so not sure. I just don't see that game being uh, littered with points. Like, I see that it's like a seventeen ten game or a seventeen fourteen, or you know, it's not going to be. Like, if I were betting, uh, I, I should have the over under readily available but trade didn't write this down uh, yeah no but I, I think i'm good with ghost pepper I'm, I'm okay i think i'm okay with ghost pepper too i think i'm okay with that too um uh, yeah welcome try yeah we can look up the over under yeah, yeah. You, you you threw us off there by the you know the, the surprise so it's you know we didn't really get a chance to think about it or do any research on it it's just we're just going so over under yeah. is 45 yeah. um yeah, but but I think it's interesting, and I think it's one of those things too. The other risk with Hyde is, you know, do they want to see, you know, like do they want to give Matt Breida more of a look, or is this the week where Jeremy McNichols they they want to see what they've got with him? Um, you know, I, I just I don't know. I just think there's some some unanswered questions with a team like San Francisco. I, am I missing something? Is McNichols promoted off the practice squad? He was, yeah. Okay. A couple weeks ago. But hasn't played yet. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. I, I, unless I. That's misinformation. I'll, I'll confirm that. Well, I'll look at that while you go with your hot, bold, spicy. Take your last one, Will. What do you got? Uh, my next one is my boy. And just because I feel like he's absorbing a lot of, uh, like, like, littered with hate and uh, with, with, with his injuries and things like that. But I'm going to go uh, King Leo, Leonard Farnett, Fournette, finishes the top three RB this week against the Seahawks' vaunted run defense. This is, I feel like the Jaguars need to win this game, and they're going to ride their best player, which is Leonard Fournette. But, I mean, but he's also probably going to do really terrible, so it's probably Carolina Reaper. I, I think it's – no, I think it's, it's pretty hot. Um, I, I want to look at where the consensus ranking is because I think he's probably like no, – I was thinking he was seven, and he is seven. That's interesting. So you're calling him a top three. Um, it's, not a, it's not a plus matchup. So I think it's pretty hot. I, I, I know I'm initially I'm saying ghost pepper, but I want to hear what Trey thinks. Well, you know, I think when you, you know, Leonard Fournette is um, uh, kind of a interesting cat to try and figure out lately. I know he had that one game um, against Cleveland where he went for over a hundred yards, but otherwise 
think it's been since week six. Uh, he's been really pedestrian. The, the biggest thing for him is the touchdown potential. I, I really see this as a game that the Jaguars are going to have to throw. I think that the Seahawks run defense still is um, fairly respectable. I don't think you're going to beat them on the ground. They're going to make Blake Bortles beat them. And they are beatable right now through the air in the passing game. Um, he could he could end up with a couple touchdowns, which I think is probably what makes this more likely than anything. But um, all that to say, I think I'm probably with you on that, Ryan. So uh, I'm I'm willing to go ghost pepper on that. Oh, ghost pepper, King Leo, just gonna crush him this week. And I don't think he's really deserved the uh, the King logo quite yet. Mm. Prince Leo. Maybe Tom. Prince. Maybe Prince. Leo. <laughs> Princess Leah. I just got an update on McNichols. Yeah, he. Princess you know, Leah. Uh, McNichols promoted from practice squad, um, but he was inactive uh, week 13. So, um, so here we're going to close it out with this. And, and then, Trey, you've got like a minute or two for a closing thought since you won Hot Bowl Spicy Takes. And you got anything. Um, but I'll be really quick with this because we're running out of time. Um, uh, Josh Gordon, top 12 wide receiver, which probably isn't that hot. But couple it with the fact Cleveland beats Green Bay. And they never win, guys. They haven't won a game this year. So what do you think of this take? Cleveland beats Green Bay and Josh Gordon in top 12. Um, you know, so basically a wide receiver one. I feel like they go hand in hand, but I still feel like it's Ghost Pepper. I'm not willing to reach as far as the Reaper. For a team yeah. that hasn't won a game this year, I mean, what? <laughs> they're pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, but they fair. just got like potentially a, a very, 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 very good wide receiver against a very, 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 very poor secondary. Okay. I, think I mean, if they, win, if, if they so if they win, I feel like the sorry, sorry, but if they win, uh, that means uh, probably Josh Gordon was a top twelve wide receiver. So I feel like if they didn't win, then he's not. So it's it's. I don't see much difference in, in the two takes. No, I, no, I'm that's fine. I'm I'm happy with Ghost Pepper. Trey, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I won't. Oh, now that you're happy about it, though, Habanero. <sighs> I think Ghost Pepper's fair. I think that um, I think that Gordon finishing as a wide receiver one is a little more likely than the upset victory. But I do. I mean, because I do think Green Bay is playing. You know, they're hoping to get Aaron Rodgers back. They're hoping to make the playoffs and. As we all know, you, you put Aaron Rodgers on the field and, and they're not out of any game. So I think that Green Bay is looking at this game as one that they've got to have. And um, I don't know that Cleveland's really going to be that hungry to win the game. So I do think it's hot considering that you're making it a combination of the two. Yeah, so, I, I, hope, I hope Josh Gordon goes full hand and finishes the WR1 this week. Yeah, that's just that he throws up like 200 yards and a touchdown. Just he just he's he's like, oh wait, I am the biggest guy on the field right now, and I'm gonna crush <laughs> you. And he just does it because uh, I like his story. He, he's had a really hard life. He's always been very like. Uh, but recently watched his documentary this weekend. It's only like 12 minutes on YouTube, but he's very well spoken and uh, very he's he's very humble about everything. And I really respect that aspect of it. Like uh, you can see athletes who you get the impression that they're just not very smart on the inside. And he seems like a very intelligent person when he talks about his lifestyle and what he was doing. And so I really do hope he just like, he goes back to his form and just crushes it anyway. Uh, so just a few minutes left, Trey, you, you won uh, Hubble's Spicy Takes this week. Any, any quick closing thoughts? 
Yeah, you know, quick closing thoughts. I'll just share something that I've kind of learned um, this season as, as we've gone throughout the year. And, and you know, Josh Gordon kind of ties into this. I made a trade earlier this year where I acquired Russell Wilson and, and made some improvements in a super flex league. And um, Josh Gordon was actually given to me as a part of that trade because I actually sent three players and was only getting two backs. So the guy threw in Josh Gordon. I promptly dropped him because I was just like, oh, Josh Gordon's, you know, never coming back. And now that he's back, I'm like, man, I wish I would have held on to him. And, you know, it's just – I think that you guys like Nelson Aguilar, I remember adding him last offseason, and he was one of the first guys I dropped this year when I needed to add someone in a dynasty league. Devin Funches. You know, I, I think that it's just a really great reminder that this is a long game that we're looking at here. And, you know, just even talking about Devontae Parker earlier tonight, um, you know, don't give up on these guys. Don't just let them – um, go by the wayside just because they're not performing immediately. Look at the potential. What, what, what did they show coming out of college? What kind of draft capital was invested in them? Uh, especially these wide receivers because guys really have an opportunity to come on as the season goes on, as their career goes on. I love it. That's a, that's a great – <laughs> that's a great way to close the show uh everyone thanks again for listening to another episode of the fantasy joes be sure to join us next week for our way too early fantasy joes 2018 rookie mark mock draft you can contact us directly we're the fantasy joes at gmail or at ff joes on twitter your feedback is welcome let us know how we're doing and what you want from us we come at you weekly sometimes thursdays sometimes fridays sometimes saturdays with new episodes but be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And leave us a review, but only if it is a positive one. You can find us on Twitter. Trey is at Trey Barrett. Will is at FantasyJoe underscore Will. And I'm at Roto Librarian. On behalf of Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood. And we are the Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes. Good luck in the playoffs, everybody. Go eat that W. <laughs>